right. Because there's a ton of turnover in personal training. And the reason there's a ton of turnover in personal training is because it's hard. It's hard and it's not consistent. And you have to take time to create your business and to actually um, go through a lot of hard years. Setting the bar high in life can be challenging. While chasing our passion and curiosity to experience struggle and eventually finding success, stories are valuable in ways we may never understand until that one person says something that resonates with us and boom, it all clicks. This is the Bar High Podcast. I am Spencer Barlow. Welcome back to the Bar High Podcast, episode number 17. My name is Spencer Barlow, aka the Shift Work Athlete. For those of you old and new, you might have already noticed the podcast is no longer the Shift Work Podcast. So I want to thank you for returning and continuing to support the show. Today, my guest has been someone who has had a big impact in my life as a student and as a fitness coach. He was one of my techs at Mohawk College, and he has, and he also runs the strength and conditioning for Mohawk Athletics Department. Please welcome Mark Cromier. What's going on, Mark? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Spencer. It's great to have you, man. It's uh, obviously we have a lot of um, we have a connection from back at Mohawk College in the health, wellness, and fitness days, but. Uh, I've followed your journey ever since you have left there. And I mean, it's great to see the things that you're doing. And I love that you got your own podcast now. And I love how you're relating it back to what you're doing with your shift work stuff. And it's awesome, man. Keep raising the bar. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know what? It's been a insane journey, you know, working in the gym, working out of the gym, now being a shift worker and, you know, trying to still pursue my own personal health and fitness. Um, and just just for your own um, knowledge, I guess, you can, not knowledge, but information, but I am actually back at F45. Again, I'm starting uh, back tomorrow as my first class. Yeah, because uh, I took a break from the gym uh, just before the pandemic started, just simply for safety reasons like i was you know around a lot of people at work and then i'm around a lot of people at the gym so i had to eliminate one of them and obviously my full-time job was one of those things but now things are starting to look much more healthy um everybody that does go to the gym is required to be double vax i am now double vax so it's like you know what why not i miss that part of my life and that passion and helping people so um, I'm sure you could definitely relate with that, you know, being at Mohawk and teaching stuff like that. So, yeah, man, like it, it's been uh, a couple months since the last time we spoke. Um, you know, we were trying to plan dates there around getting some training in together. And, I, you know, what, completely my fault. And I apologize for that. Um, when the half Ironman was rolling very close, um, I, I had to really dial it in and kind of focus there. And, and I just don't think our, our, uh, dates really aligned, um, with, with training. And I think the day that we did have set up was a actual mock triathlon day. Right. So, yeah, it's all um, good. If somebody yeah, knows so and understands training and, and peaking and understand what goes into that, I am that person. So I totally get it. It's totally fun. Yeah. Thank you. We'll yes. I, and we'll I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. Is that still something on your on your bucket list that you want to uh, conquer? I do. I mean, last week I ran 55 kilometers, probably the most I've run in a week in a little while. And I'm trying to slowly kind of build that up. So I signed up for Around the Bay and uh, I'm going to do a marathon next year, too. There's two things that have been on my bucket list just forever. And another one is an Ironman or half Ironman or at least an Olympic distance. I feel like I could do an Olympic distance without even really training for it. But um, I would, it's definitely on my radar, hundred percent to do an Ironman and, and to do, or, or a half Ironman obviously, and, and then progress to that. Absolutely. But running is something that I, I'm definitely obsessed with right now. And I, I mean, it's, 
I have two young kids. I have a three-year-old and I have a one-year-old. So it's been something that's been kind of like a stress reliever as me for me as well. It's just putting the headphones on and going, right? And and obviously you understand what that's like. And I've really fell in love with it the last kind of year or two. Uh, and yeah, so it's I'm looking forward to see what I can do with it. And that's the best thing about fitness, right? And just seeing mm-hmm. like what you can do with it. You know, you put all this time and effort into educating yourself about it. And it's like, okay, well, what mm-hmm. can I do? How how far can I take it? And one thing I always say to people, whether you're getting into it to compete or you're getting into it to just complete whatever that race may be, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. there's two different paths that uh, um, become a part of the journey as you're going through it, right? And then also having kids on that, Mark, congratulations. Um, you know, <laughs> I you. haven't met, you, met your little ones yet, but I'm looking forward to the day that I do uh, because yeah, I don't think sure. at the time well, at Mohawk you had kids then, right? So I did not um, have kids. <laughs> you know, they're definitely going to be adding some mileage to your steps, right? Just, you know, chasing oh, after yeah. them <laughs> as they get older, which is extremely exciting. Uh, what are your yeah. kids' names? Uh, Bryce is uh, my three-year-old boy and Elodie is my, she's 11 months old. She'll be one-year-old in uh, December 12th, on December 12th. So coming up. She's almost Bryce there. and Elodie. I have never yeah. heard the name Elodie. How did you guys come up with that name? Well, it's funny, actually. My wife's, um, my wife thought of it when we were going to have Bryce and it was kind of like, it was somebody like back in, in kind of her heritage or whatever. She is, she has a German English descent and um, it just kind of stuck. And, and when we were thinking about what names we were to pick for uh, our daughter, it just like let's keep it and let's go with it and then, and i've heard that from a lot of people too because everyone thinks like melody right or why didn't you mm. is it melody no it's like no elody um but yeah we love it she's great i'm actually off like this is another part of this that you didn't know i'm on a parental leave from mohawk for the next eight months so oh, i uh so my wife took a year off and now with how the government is i'm actually taking eight months off from mohawk i guess i'll work at mohawk i'm just on i'll leave while while i take care of my daughter so um my daughter and I are going to have a lot of time together here over the winter. So she's going to come running with me. I'm going to load or bundle her up and take her out there and push the cart. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Elodie, man, that's such a beautiful name. That's awesome. Right. And like, I think that's a nice thing about when you have your own child, you could just name whatever, the, whatever you want. Right. And, and, and that just is, uh, you know, it's your own personal taste uh, to their, to their livelihood. And, you know, like, why not have something unique? Like, honestly, that's, I think that's, you know, something for myself and my girlfriend as well, when we have a child is like, you know, what well, can we have like something that's a little bit different, right? And and yeah, like I said, sure. I've never heard that name before. So that's, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, trying to bring them along with you on your runs is definitely going to be a challenge. I, I can't even imagine, right? You got to get all the proper wheels, I'm sure, and the, the, tr- the, oh, yeah. the cart or whatever, right? Like, oh, good for you though. That's awesome. Like I always see those dads when I go out running, I'm like, just thinking to myself, I'm like, Role model. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to be when I'm older. Hundred percent. That's why I'm staying. With my son, I did it, man. With my son, I used to run almost every day with him because it was the summer, right? And we have a good running stroller. I used to run. I used to go down by like hutches on the beach there, and it's all flat, right? And you can just run and push him. I actually, I ran a half marathon with him once, pushing. Wow. But um, it's almost easier because it keeps you like like once you get going, it like pulls you. Yeah, no doubt. It does. Like the weight kind of pulls you. 
Yeah, yeah that's right. Because when you run naturally, you're supposed to have like a little bit of a forward lean, right? Totally, and so yeah, yeah. having your arms kind of like a spot to rest them, you know, it doesn't really exhaust the arms out as well. Like you said, the momentum of, of the cart is helping yeah, you. I mean, totally. until you hit a hill or two, right? So, all right, Mark. Oh, it's not fun up the hill. <laughs> no, no, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But that's what's what, you know, it just adds to the experience, right? And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing about running uh, with your kids. And uh, we could definitely talk more about that because I'm sure there's some people out there that, um, you know, may have young ones and they're thinking about how can I incorporate, um, totally. you know, training with their their little ones and stuff. So we could definitely touch on that. But Mark, um, you know, before we started the podcast a couple minutes ago, if you could just share uh, your journey to Hamilton. So where, where are you from naturally? So I was born in uh, Alberta. I was born there. Uh, my parents kind of, my parents are from out east, kind of like Nova Scotia area. Um, and they decided when in the 80s to go out and my dad worked on the oil rigs so we lived oh. out in alberta um alberta is beautiful uh, i still actually have some family out there we moved to Brantford originally when i moved to ontario so i lived in Brantford, and that's kind of how i got involved with the mohawk college like the health and fitness program the health and fitness program mohawk college started in Brantford. so when i took that program initially uh it was in the, at the Brantford campus from that it, it's now moved. So the Mohawk College, the Health Most Fitness Program is the program I work for. I teach in that program. I, I run the field placements for all of the, the students in that program, as well as I'm a technologist in multiple different classes. Um, but from that, it's moved from Bradford and moved to Hamilton. And with that, sorry, with that, um, we, I moved to Hamilton as well. So I've lived in, I've lived in the Burlington Hamilton area for about uh, 10 years now. So I, I moved in with my wife in Burlington. We lived in Burlington for about six years. In that time, I helped manage a lot of the athletics for Mohawk College. So I trained the volleyball team. Was I trained the basketball teams. I've trained the rugby teams. I've trained the soccer teams. Um, I've trained a ton of different athletes from minor sports from around Brantford to Hamilton throughout this kind of 12-year period that I've been a strength and conditioning coach. From all those experiences, I helped start two um, or three really training companies. I helped start McMaster Innovation Park as a training facility in the basement. Um, McMaster Innovation Park houses uh, a bunch of businesses, and it's in, it's just off Aberdeen and Hamilton. And I helped start the gym in the basement. I really got it off the ground, started teaching classes there, started teaching fitness classes. Me and another professor from uh, Health Wellness and Fitness named Nick Petrella started something called Core Fusion Athlete Development and Conditioning in 2013. And from 2013 until about 2017 and 18, we trained a ton of different junior athletes from every sport you can imagine. And I think mm. you actually came out and volunteered with us a few times with That's that as right. well. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I've been kind of, I got hired on a Mohawk full-time. I decided when I was at Mohawk that I wasn't going to continue with Core Fusion and I wanted to kind of take it in my own direction. Um, and that's when we really started, I really started CSC. So CSC is... Cormier Strength and Conditioning is what it stands for. Um, I've actually gone a little farther with that and, and turned it into CSC Performance because I do have some ideas of how I'm going to progress this and have streams. Moving forward, I'm going to have a CSC Training Stream. I'm going to have a CSC Education Stream and a CSC Golf-specific app stream. So I'm working on developing an app right now with a, with a company that does AI that's going to help bring remote assessments to golfers and and program based off those assessments it's pretty cool stuff but um yeah i've just kind of taken every opportunity that was presented to me through all of these kind of let's say obstacles in life 
And that's where this journey has taken me to here. Like currently right now, I mean, um, because I'm on a parental leave, I've actually had to shut down my business from the time that I'm off for the eight months. All my clients of what I've pretty much done is set them up for that eight months. So they know what they need to do for that time period. I still do consulting and I'm just doing it on my own time through this time period to make sure that my clientele as well. But I, I mean, I train junior golfers that are aspiring to be professionals. I train guys on the corn Ferry tour that are professionals. I train guys that I think they're going to be in the PGA tour that are indeed division one schools in the States. Um, really my passion is junior development. I want to help junior golfers that just play golf, teach them what the gym could actually do for them. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, mm. that's something that I, I wish I had, I was very good at basketball my whole life. I could have went and played university and I, I, almost completely ruptured my Achilles when I was 18 and I didn't know anything about the gym. So I right. wish that when I was 10 or 12, I started to do functional movements and I started to learn what it was like to move appropriately. Um, and maybe that wouldn't have happened. But so my passion is to really bring that to the junior level and really to help some of these kids that are 13, 14 years old, learn how to squat, learn how to lunge, learn how to pull, learn how to press, and then progress from there. And I mean, I've seen some incredible things through my junior athletes over the years. And just if you're a golfer, hockey player, basketball player, whatever, you need to be an athlete. So 100%. I still yeah. I still have that principle, right? And then mm -hmm. once I've, I help them develop into that athlete, we can progress into more specific, let's say, golf movements. Um, but golf is a passion of mine as well. And golf is something like I... Before I had kids, I played 80 rounds a year. I mean, now I have kids, I can't play that much, but um, I still play. And like, I mean, I have a full simulator in here. Like I have a full hitting bay. I can hit golf balls oh, in nice. my gym. Yeah, right? that's like, so, mm. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's great for that. And um, yeah, no, and I mean, I, I have very big aspirations of what I'm going to do in terms of, of my company. But Mohawk College has been one of the best parts of my career is it gives me the opportunity to impact so many lives. Like mm. we have 150 to 200 students every single September that look up to me to provide them with insights into the fitness industry. They look at me to provide them with what to expect when they go out into coach. And they look at, look at me as a mentor. So I 100%. look at it as, uh, as I have one of the best jobs in the entire world. I you impact, do have one of the best jobs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I impact hundreds of people every single year, mm. right? And in a positive way. So, and I don't take that lightly. I mean, that is one of, that is the, the I'm so fortunate and so lucky to be in the position I am. I worked hard to get here, but I yeah, know it, the it position sounds I am. very fulfilling. Sure. Um, so yeah, for Mark, sure. Like, man, just everything you just said there, I'm just, I'm just I'm feeling the vibe of just, consistent and utmost passion so before you started working at mohawk college okay mm -hmm. you're 18 you almost ruptured uh your achilles right you you started to understand that um strength and conditioning was extremely beneficial now at 18 is that where the journey had started for you to want to learn more that's funny you say that no one's ever asked me that question so when i was 18 I was a stupid 18 year old from the time I was 18. till I was 21. I was getting in trouble doing dumb stuff. Um, and when I was around 21 years old, I realized that I was doing the things that I didn't want to do. And I kind of flipped the switch now because I almost like completely ruptured my Achilles when I was 18, I was going through a rehab process. So I went to rehab for six months and I really learned about the body in terms of how my lower limbs moved, how I had to strengthen them. When I was about 18 and a half, 19, I went to the gym and that's when I started to work out from 19 to 21. I was still doing stupid stuff, but I was working out 
really consistently. And I actually got my personal training certification at that time. From there, I started to work a little bit at a place called the Athletic Club, which is now called Mavadi um, Athletics oh, Mavadi. now. But back, okay, yeah. but back yeah. then, it was called the Athletic Club. And from there, I went into health, wellness, and fitness. And from health, wellness, and fitness, it's just continuously progressed. Now, I've also done a lot of university courses since then. Um, I've continued to get... I mean, you can see a bunch of different certifications on my wall. The other side of the wall is all certifications as well. Amazing. So I've always been a learner. Like I'm a lifelong mm. learner and I'm going to continue to do that. But yeah, when I was 18, that really shifted it because one of my best friends was into powerlifting too. Okay. So mm-hmm. my, one of my best friends, you want to hear a crazy story. This guy was 185 pounds and this guy broke the Canadian bench press, bench press record. He benched 465. I watched it. Wow. That is At 185 pounds. He's now granted he's wearing a bench press shirt, but still. Right. Yeah, that's double his weight right off his just his arms. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah. But that's what really, let's say, drove me to the gym was powerlifting, Olympic lifting. So I started with that. So I started with like right into it. I'm going to learn how to powerlift. I'm going to learn how to Olympic lift. From that, I obviously had a great person to teach me, somebody who is competing in the sport. And he had a couple guys that we always worked out with at the gym that really showed me a lot Mm. at the start. Then I went into health, wellness, and fitness. Obviously, like Derek. Derek Vandenbrink, who is a, a faculty member in, in Mohawk College Hospital, is one of my best friends now. He and Nick Petrella really helped me tremendously in the last 10 years. Think about somebody who is turning into a, a strength and conditioning coach, personal trainer, who gets to live the education for another decade after they take it. That is basically what's happened with me. Yeah. I've continued. So I'm refining my skills constantly. All the time. I'm always in the classroom. I'm yeah. always being challenged by students. So I always have to know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Mm. I find that's the hard part. Sorry to interrupt you, Mark. Um, I find that's the hardest part as as a, as a, a personal trainer or somebody that wants to be a coach is staying in the forever learning element because you kind of get sucked into, I want to teach, 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 teach. Yes. You might have time uh, to go and take courses, but that might maybe, maybe once or twice a year. But if you're constantly involved with other people that are teaching you things, you know, that's how you're going to forever keep, you know, that, that saw or your tools nice and sharp. Right. I think, you know, for Mm -hmm. myself personally, I think, that's where I kind of fell off track because I was, you know, very uh, motivated by learning as well. But I've kind of just lost that component of it because I was just so focused on, oh, I need to make enough money to pay my bills. I need to, you know, sure. make sure that my clients are getting all the intention I I could possibly give them and, and just being there for them. Right. So it's great that you had that as a, um, you know, another branch to your own personal foundation to keep growing and continue educating. And from what it looks like, you really, really enjoy the education component more than the coaching component that's my point of view just making an assumption um and and that's and that's a, a beautiful thing because it just allows you to continue to really just grow and you're and you're, you're when you do go and teach you're not even thinking about it because you're just like you know you're, you're still just you're second just, nature yeah yeah you're, it's yeah. going in your brain and you're just you're just sharing it right back out right so but even like the like I I have people that are very highly educated that I can bounce ideas off constantly. So in terms of like I'm talking about I'm developing an app and I've been able to show a lot of those people that app and make sure what I think is is something cool, make sure that they think the same way, you know what I mean? So it's mm. yeah, it's been it's definitely helped me tremendously and I, and I think that a lot of the students respect me a lot because they know what I've done. They know I sat in their shoes. They know I sat in that in that classroom at one point. They know I've made it to this point. 
right? So they they respect that and they and they want to know my story. They want to know more about what I can help them with, right? And I, and I like I said, I'm very lucky and 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 I understand I'm very fortunate to be in that position. Yeah, and you know, you you also look for the opportunities, right? Like you got involved with the school, you saw what was a need and you created it. Core Fusion, right? With Nick Bacella there, like you know, when you guys were able to put your head together and be like, okay, what more can we provide to the students? What more can we provide to the athletes? That goes such a long way, which has allowed you to be mm-hmm. in the position you are at now, right? And then, you oh. know, where like where does that drive come from exactly to forever be expanding? Because, you know, like, I don't even know what the percentage rate is for uh, personal trainers and coaches to be in this as a career, but I don't think it's that big, to be honest. And you know what? I'm going to use myself as an example. So, you know, how do you stay motivated to continue to want to develop and make this a forever lifelong career of yours? That's a great that's a great point, too, Spencer, because you're right, because there's a ton of turnover in personal training. And the reason there's a ton of turnover in personal training is because it's hard. It's hard and it's not consistent. And you have to take time to create your business and to actually um, go through a lot of hard years. I'm fortunate that my personal training business isn't my only means of income. Right. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's a means of income and it's a way that I can be successful and, and help the, my clientele. But I also have a fallback plan, let's say, you know what I mean? But I mean, I'm passionate. I've, I have helped now Spencer. I mean, a couple thousand athletes in my career athletes, like thousands of athletes now and probably close to a couple thousand students. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like mm-hmm. that motivates me to know that they're going to look to me. That motivates me to know that they're going to see, okay, that's where I might be in 20 years or 15 years, depending on how old they are. Or it motivates me to know that the 20 year old that's going to come into my musculoskeletal assessments class is going to be like, how many pushups can you do? Or what can you squat? Or what do you run? Like it motivates me to know that these younger versions of me are constantly going to come and challenge me. Right. Right. And they always are going to want to make me be better. And that's like, in terms of like running, like, I mean, like I've started to run more and try to push myself and running more. It's just another thing that's like, an obstacle that I haven't got through yet, or I haven't tried yet, or I haven't been able to overcome yet. And and like, I've run around the Bay, but I have never run a marathon. So it's like, I knew that this was something that I had to be motivated to push myself to do. And it's like anything in life, like any, you can do anything you want to, you just have to do it. Right. And I think so many people get lost in the, how do I do it? Just do it. Like just start. And like, especially with a lot of the stuff I've done in this, with my business here, I started to put stuff on Instagram like three years ago, just, Hey, I'm going to start putting exercises out on Instagram. I can't even take clients anymore. Like before the parental leave, I've been turning away two or three clients a week for months. Like I can't take clients anymore, but people are afraid to take that first step. That's why I respect what you're doing so much right now, Spencer, because I know what it's like to put yourself out there. It sucks. It's you're putting yourself out there. Sometimes you're going to have 10 comments that are great or 20 likes or a hundred likes. And the other times you're going to have zero. Yeah, that's right. And you have to keep and you have to keep going. Right. I've done it. I know yeah. exactly what you're going through. I, and I respect that. Right. Thank you. But it motivates me to see people like you doing well in the industry now, see other people that I have helped to mentor and help along the way doing better. It motivates me to see some of my young athletes, golfers go to university and to excel in university. It motivates me to see 13 year old hockey players. Now I know we're playing in the OHL that I used to train 10 years ago, almost like, you know what I mean? Like things yeah. like that. It shows that what I do has an impact. Right? 
and it's not just barbells and, and bands, right? It's more than that. It's more, it's more about the conversations. It's more about the passion and the intensity that I can bring to the table that I think is really what's made me successful over this, this time, right? Is that mm. when I talk, people listen, right? And I know that and I understand that. And that's, I think everyone just needs to understand what their superpower is or what their power is and then roll with it. Right. Like Spencer, you have a great personality. I've always find it very easy to talk to you. And that's why I would, that's why I did this. If you were a student that trust me, there's a lot of students. If they would ask me to do their podcast, <laughs> I would have said, no. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Qu- like, my next question then is, okay, how good of a student was I actually? Cause I always wonder, you know what I mean? Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I've been, I, yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, I, yeah. You know, I look back, I, I went back to college at 23 and, um, you know, there's much younger students than I was. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, uh, personally, but like I grew up with ADHD, a learning disability. So school was never my strong suit whatsoever. So for me to go back to college and do the health, wellness, fitness program, like it opened up so many doors for me, not necessarily on a financial standpoint, but on like a personal standpoint, you know, getting myself out there, educated, networking, getting to meet you, Derek, Nick, um, tell like there's just so many of you that i still think of today that i'm just like i'm so great to have of cross paths with these professionals in the industry and uh yeah i just you know you always kind of sit back and be like oh i hope i wasn't a shitty student or a little punk you know what i mean right so. <laughs> you were spencer you were hey you know what spencer you were one of the best people to have in lab you were always very engaged and you always tried everything and that's that's probably my biggest pet peeve with students now is they all walk into lab and they're like no, I don't want to run or I don't want to do that exercise. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Why, why did you take this program if you don't want to exercise? But no, like you were, you were always great in the, in the classroom. I feel like you were a little sidetracked a little bit. Like your, your attention was other places sometimes oh, and sure. you could have been better, but I always had great interactions with you, Spencer. I, I okay, have nothing but good things to say about you. You were awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. And you know, it's funny, like how you said, you know, some students walk in, they're like, oh, I don't want to do it. Like they, one thing that I had noticed that kind of uh, pissed me off is that you, you would know the students that were just like trying to look for an easy pass. You know what I mean? They wanted yeah, to come totally. to school. Um, they wanted to just say, Hey, I went to college. I got a college diploma and I just want to be a personal trainer for, you know, the fame or the Instagram fortune or whatever the heck you want to call it. Right. Um, and, mm-hmm. and those kids there kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really appreciate that. It was challenging. It was, it was hard. Like, you know, yeah, there, there's, course. you know, there's, it's not easy. I think we were taking eight courses per semester. So it was a little overwhelming because there was a lot of information overload, but it all made it all intertwined together. Right. For the same purpose at the end of the day um but uh yeah no like it, it was it was definitely very um like what's the word i'm looking for here it was it was challenging in a way that left an imprint that it was not something you were going to forget about there's a lot of things like you know i do to do now like before i get into a new training program like oh maybe i should do an assessment on myself to, just to make sure like you know i i i don't have any mobility or limitations that were, could possibly cause me to have an injury um or nutrition or mental aspect of it right and i you know with the the health and wellness fitness course anybody listening to this that are looking to um uh get into the fitness industry like this is a course you should take it's two years and you're going to learn a lot of things and you're going to be challenged um you know i think for me personally was i was a shy person 
even at the age of 23. Like, uh, you know, I worked on a cruise ship as an entertainment host and then going to school and then having to present and, you know, demonstrate exercises or, um, you know, put together a health and wellness. Uh, I think it was development program. Um, right. There's so many things that I was just like, whoa, like, you know, I'm going to be in front of people teaching them. So I better become confident in how I educate. Right. And, you know, it, it covers all the bases that somebody needs to be successful. Um, but yeah, Mark, like it's, it's crazy how much you've invested into those videos on Instagram, by the way, because I've looked at a lot of them. I went down to the very bottom. I'm like, wow, this man has put in so much time and effort. And like, you've motivated me because that just doing that makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, is, am I doing the exercise correctly? Does it, well, yeah, that, you know, yeah, like, I get that too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is the information that I am typing up in the description correct as well? Right. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's so easy to second guess yourself because, yeah, like you have said as well, there's people that, you know, students that might challenge you or there might be other health and fitness professionals that might, you know, give you their opinion. And it's like, are you open minded to it? Are you willing to put in the effort? Are you willing to, you know, evolve? Right. Totally. So, uh, you know, you sticking to constantly posting on Instagram, you know, what was, what was going through your mind being like, yeah, I might got a one look today or one, like, like what, what kept you just going? Like, what was that like aha well, moment? Well, for the first like two years, I pretty much post four or five videos a week. So I would post pretty much Monday to Friday. I would post a video. So I was thinking, and I did it. So my main focus was I need every single golf professional and golfer in Southern Ontario to know who I am. That's all I wanted. That's all I care. So I initially posted a video every single day and I followed basically every single person that had golf or golf company associated with them. And over time, over a couple of years, I built about 3,500 followers, right? And um, through that, more and more referrals and, and there you go. I only really stopped posting video. Like I still put stuff, put stuff out, but I mean, I only really stopped about six months to a year ago. Cause it was, like I said, I, I, I can't keep up with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so why am I continue to market this if I can't keep up with it? Right. So like I, initially it was like, I need to make sure everyone knows who I am. Now they know who I am. And now I'm kind of selective of who I train. Like, so if someone comes to me and they're like, so t if Tiger Woods came to me tomorrow, I was like, I want to train you. Yes. We're going to go train. Do you yeah, know what of I mean? course. But, right. Yeah. But if someone that maybe is not really going to um, excite me as much or it's something I'm already doing, then I'm just like, I just don't have the time anymore, right? And I have to think about my family and I have to think about where I am. And um, and that's just kind of the limitation or, or the standard that I put on myself is I can only, I don't really let myself do more than about 15 hours a week. And that's like pushing it. Like I like to be closer to around 10 hours of training a week plus a full-time job, right? So like- yeah. I puts me at about 50 hours a week. Um, and that's kind of where I like to be moving forward. Like I said, I mean, when my kids are five, five and older and I have a little more time, I, I'll, I'll ramp it up again more. But like I said, I was just trying to bring awareness to who I was. Right. Smart. I mean, everyone at Mohawk knew who I was. I mm. mean, a lot of people in Brantford knew who I was, but a lot of people who golf around here, the people that I, my demographic or my niche market, I have no idea who I was. So that's really what my goal was. And then I have created, obviously, the YouTube account with the same idea. I post some of those videos in junior golf groups in um, on Facebook. So until about... So I actually just went on this parental leave on October 22nd. So before that, I had five other juniors I've been training in the States 
So these guys are um, guys and girls, two of them are girls between the ages of seven and 12 years old. And these are people I'm training over FaceTime. This is wow. what COVID is. That's one cool thing that COVID has done is this one, one of the guys, a seven year old guy, he, he was, he was under, he was sixth best in the world last year. Wow. In the world, not, Such not a young in the United age. States, in the world. Yeah. That's right? impressive. It's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, so my impact now is not just Hamilton. Now I'm seeing how I can impact farther and I can do that stuff without even leaving my house, right? Like I have a TV right there. I put a, I set up a camera onto that TV. I can see everything they're doing on that TV and I move right here. So I, they, it's basically like they're here. Yeah. I tell their parents they need to buy medicine ball resistance band. You don't need anything else than that when you're that age. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I teach them how to move and I teach them how to move. So, I mean, I see this progressing as much as I want. And, and you never know, maybe I might get bored with Mohawk one day and maybe this will be what I take it. And this will be something I decide to do full time. But, um, I don't know. I just, social media is definitely helped me get there. Right. Like in terms of my own stuff and what I teach at Mohawk right now is we're teaching in field placement. Right. So we're teaching people how to be ready to be professionals. Right. And I'm teaching them how to get their website ready so that when they go out, they have a website. I'm teaching them how to use these social media channels. So when they get out, they know how to promote themselves. Right. So a lot of the stuff that I'm teaching the students how to do, I'm just making myself that much better at too, as I do, as I go through it. Right. So it's helped me, like I said, refine my skills and other aspects, not tra- not just training. It showed me how to really use Canva. It showed me how to really, you know what I mean? Edit videos. It showed me how to do all these things, right? Like, how do you, do you, do you use Final Cut Pro? Is that how you edit your videos? Uh, yeah, no, I use Adobe Pro. I haven't, I see it like, I haven't even gone down that rabbit hole yet. Like I still, you just use iMovie, right? Like, and it's like, there's so many things that I have ambitions to continue to take this um, forward and I will, but like, as you'll see, when you have kids, your life almost pauses for a couple of years and you just try to make as much work as you can and then you'll progress as you go through. But I mean, like, I, I feel like you and I are very similar, Spencer, as, as much as you might not, or you might, I don't know, but I feel like we are very similar, right? I actually went back to Mohawk. Um, I'm pretty sure I was 23. Oh, no I way. I was 22 or 23 when I first started. So I'm 37 now. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. it's been about, it's been about 14 years since right. mm-hmm. I started that program, but I graduated after three years because I took a co-op. They don't have co-op anymore, but they did then. I took a year long co-op at that point. Did I not have co-op? And no, I didn't have co-op. Mm, oh, wait, no, I, no, I didn't. I think, I, it, I think it was just um hours that we had to it collect. It would have been like the, yeah. So yeah. you were in field placement by that time. So it's co-op is. That's a whole other bag of worms, but that's, <laughs> we had it. And I, my co-op was with Mohawk college. So my co-op was at the college. Oh, beautiful. That's another big reason that I, that I got hired on at Mohawk. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like we're very similar, right? We're both hard headed. I'll tell you right now, you're hard headed. I know you're hard headed. Right. And I am too. And we're both motivated by a goal. Yeah. Right. Mm. I can see your passion in what you're doing. I can see what you're trying to get out of that running. I can, I can see it, your energy every time you're talking online. Right. And I'm the same way in a different way. Either that was with golf before or now it's running and it will come back to golf when I'm done. I feel like we're, we're very similar in that. Right. And we want to get better with business. We want to, we want to make the people around us better. And that's really my passion is making everyone around me a better person whether that's through fitness, whether that's through talking to them, whether that's through whatever, right? Anything you can do to help them. And I think that's what's served me. 
And it, I'm not just there for the money. Right. Right. Yeah. And it shows that. And that was the biggest thing why I wanted to sit down and talk more with you, and especially on this, you know, level on the podcast, right? Is because I am also very uh curious and intrigued by your passion, your drive, the vibe that you put on social media, you know, now focusing on um wanting to cater to n- your niche as, you know, a golf coach, and then also creating your own app and stuff like that as well. Things I didn't even know, which is in absolutely uh insane because those things are so hard to do and it's the fact that you're willing to put mm-hmm. in the time and effort to learn you know how to do something as simple as iMovie really it's not that simple because it can be quite challenging for some people and i think that's great uh with mohawk college now that i i can't remember if there was a course for that for specifically i think you guys had us i think you're trying to teach us how to use mo mohawk had its own like kind of site or something like that i can't remember the name of it at the time uh, yeah, we it was were, called, yeah no i know exactly you know what i'm talking about yeah, that so you yeah, right. So, the e-portfolio. Come yeah, on. thank you. Yeah, the e-portfolio. So <laughs> I remember uh, creating a, a program that uh, on there, and at the time I was like, like I don't really care. Like I, I had my like Facebook, whatever, and but I didn't take in the importance of having a website or having a professional social media, right? And mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you're open minded to being like, okay, like you know, I may not be able, not saying that you can't afford these things, but to invest into somebody to make those things, but you're willing to open your mind up mm-hmm. and be like, I'm going to learn how to create videos. I'm going to learn how to be professional on camera. And those things yeah. are what's going to really project a, uh, somebody that's a coach or any sort of job really, uh, moving forward, especially in the time that we live in now with everything being so remote. And you know what? Like for me personally, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always wanted to do YouTube. And you know, at the end of the day, it, it for me, it was it was it wasn't that I I didn't want to learn how to you know put myself out there. I was just kind of nervous and shy for sure. Um, and it does take a lot of work. It, it, you know, uh, and like I said, yeah. just not using this as a crutch, but because I had ADHD and stuff like that, I always be like, I would you know, I just be like ah, you know. Maybe I'm trying to say something nobody's got to understand. I, sometimes I would uh, tongue tie my words and it was just these stories I create for myself. So I think, you know, for you, you would you might have those challenges or those roadblocks where you're just like, well, you know what? What's the worst can happen that, you know, nobody watches my video or everybody watches my video. And that's where I'm at now as well, because I was just sick and tired of sitting there and 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 learning everything that I needed to do, but not putting in the action that I actually needed to do. You know what I mean? So the fact that you are so action driven is, 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 is a hard thing for everybody because there's, you could have all the information, you could read all the books you want, but if you're not putting in action, you're not going to see any results. And I think for, for myself for 2021 was one of those big eye opening moments. Yeah. I've, I've taken action, but it's kind of like, it would just kind of happen naturally instead of me being like, okay, this is a priority. And so for you, it's it, yeah. it's a beautiful thing that you're, you know, you've you've been around other people who have mentored you and helped you um, you know, take action as as the 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 number one thing that you need to to make yourself successful. Yeah, I'm big, I'm definitely big on massive action. I mean, that's I'm I we all have the same 24 hours, Spencer. Right. right? Me and you, every single other person in this entire world. People tell me they don't have time to exercise every single day. People tell me they don't have time to eat healthy every single day. Big load of shit, but they watch Netflix for two hours a day. 100%. I have two Mm -hmm. kids under three years old. Like I said, I ran 55 kilometers last week. A lot of the times I'm running, it's at nine o'clock at night. 
between nine and 10 o'clock. That's when I go running the most. And like, so what's your excuse, right? I'm up. I train people in the morning most nights, most days, or my kids are up between five and six in the morning. If you want to do something in life, you have to do it. All the stuff that I've done on to, in terms of my business and everything else has been done after hours at night. I'm not going out partying. I'm not going out hanging out with friends. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. This is what I've always wanted to do. Either improve my business, improve myself, improve the people around me. And that's what motivates me, right? Like, I, yes, I watch TV. Yes, I do that kind of stuff. You know what I watch TV? I watch TV with a Theragun in my hand or I'm rolling it out or I'm, or I'm stretching Love or I'm it. doing that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, you know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. whereas like, I, like so many people just say like, you can't. And yeah. it's like, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can do anything you want in this world. Yeah. But you just need to start, right? And and so many people get caught up in planning. Like I'm going to overplan everything. And mm. it's like, yes, you need to plan out what's going to happen. You need to have goals. You need to have sub goals. You need to consistently be working towards something. But if you just always just write all that down and do nothing about it, it means nothing, right? Yeah. You need to start and do something today, yeah. right? And I think I've always been good at that. I've always been good at just not dreading on or dwelling on something and thinking I can't, I just go like, I've always been like that. And I think that has definitely helped me, but no, I mean, like you have to do that. I'm sure what you're doing right now, you're not doing it at the, at the best times. You're a shift worker, right? You're probably making these podcasts, editing these podcasts at stupid times in the day or night. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're passionate about it and you want it to be successful and it will be because you're putting in that effort and work. Right. So many people want to do what you're doing Spencer right now. So many people want to do what I'm doing right now, but they don't. Because they don't, not because there's any other reason. They just don't. They just don't. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They just don't. And it's and it's really sad. Like it is. It is. And they just sit back and 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 watch people, you know, put in that effort, right? And I I watch people and I'm not gonna say where or give any names, but I watch people, you know, kind of consume information out there uh that might, you know, might be memes and they make them happy and and whatnot. And it's like, you know, they just kind of go through life in this uh, like autopilot state of mind where there's no like action. There might be action towards, you know, the career that they're doing specifically, but there's just so much more I think they can be doing um when it comes down to, you know, their personal goals. And when somebody shares their personal goals with me and stuff like that and you know a lot of times um you kind of just have to be a good listener because once you start giving advice where advice isn't needed um you just you just kind of shake your head and you're just like okay like you know i i hear what you're saying but even if i were to help you like you are you going to take my advice right so you kind of have to let people hit their own walls and and come to um you know their own I guess, destiny, uh, through hardship, right. Instead of, uh, learning totally. from other people, right. Like for myself, you know, at work, I have, I, I work 12 hour shifts and, um, you know, it's nights and days and it's easy for me to kind of get lost in a YouTube or watching Netflix or whatever. And, you know, one day I remember sitting there and it, it's not that I wasn't, you know, in the state of mind of wanting to, um, take action on anything. Um, it was more so like I was kind of like losing my passion. It was kind of through the, the the pandemic where this mindset of mine came uh, where I was like, I'm kind of sick and tired of, of like not having anything for myself right now. Cause like I said, once I got out of the gym, I kind of didn't have anything for myself and work was just, you know, a paycheck. Um, but I remember sitting there and watching a, a, a clip where it's like this, this kid, Daniel goes up to people's cars and it was just such a simple clip, but goes up to people's cars and says, Hey man, what do you do for a living? You might have seen them. Um, and these people in the cars will be like, oh, I'm a stockbroker. I'm in real estate. I, I do this. I do that. And I'm like, wow, like this kid is probably making so much money asking a simple question 
and he's got all these followers on Instagram, YouTube. And what am I doing that at that very moment? I'm like, I'm sick and tired of watching other people become successful. And I could also become successful too. Like, you know, I have all this time to, to waste watching this nonsense. So what do I want to do? That's what I was like, you know what? I'm starting a YouTube, I'm starting a podcast and I'm just going to start there and see where it goes. Right. And that's where I changed my financial habits as well. Cause I was like, you know what, what, yeah. what pillars are weak right now? Right. And that's, that's what's led me up to this, this ramble of mine that it's like, yeah, like take action and don't sit around and waste time because oh. you can't buy back time, which leads you to, to, to my next question is how do you time manage your, your life? <laughs> and how do you know what is the right thing to sacrifice? <laughs> well, that's a hard question. That's so my wife is very, very nice. Let's put it that way. Um, but I mean, so I basically train people early in the morning or at night is when I train What's people. Early? Um, five, six in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's depending on the person. Um, so I'm either training them early in the night or I train them in the evening, like seven o'clock later. So I get to eat dinner with my kids and then kind of go back. Like, luckily, this is at my house. I'm at my house. So I just come in here for whatever, a couple hours. Like I said, like 10 to 15 hours a week. There's days where I might do three or four hours of training, like a couple days a week. And another day is where I do like one hour each day so that I'm not like fully loaded every day. Um, and then obviously with Mohawk, Mohawk, I'm pretty much eight to four. So I'm, I'm pretty consistent there. Um, in terms of now when I'm, now that I'm off, like, so, so my, now that I'm off with my daughter, I mean, she naps twice a day. So my wife obviously is very nice and she helps out a lot in terms of, um, helping me manage the time. Like I said, I, I do a ton of training in the morning and the evening. She is off right now. And that is a big reason why I'm able to do this podcast um, during this time. But basically what I plan on doing, and I did this, I actually took six months off with my son a couple years ago too. So what I plan on doing in this time is I'll have an hour and a half in the morning and about an hour and a half in the afternoon when she'll nap. I'm going to work one of those times whether I'm developing, whether I'm creating content, whether I'm writing, I'm also writing a book or I'm, or I'm going to work out. So on the, one of the times I'm going to lift and the other time I'm going to create. So I have two hours a day, hour and a half, to two hours a day, unbroken time that I know I'm going to work. I have another hour and a half day that I'm going to lift. And then I'm either going to run late at night or early, early in the morning. So I'm running right now between four and six days a week, depending on the week. Um, but that's kind of how a day looks. So training in the morning, take my son to daycare, come back, um, take care of my daughter, put her to sleep, work out or work, get up with her, work out or work, go pick up my son, dinner, train at night, run or get back on sleep or, or whatever. I don't, I try like right now, because I'm not working, I have been working a bit at night, but I try not to work at night because obviously, you know, we're about recovery and sleep and, and I, for so many years, didn't respect that. And that's a whole other conversation, but I do respect <laughs> that now. And yeah. I know mm -hmm. I need seven hours of sleep. Like I don't need, I don't need 10. I don't need, I did. I know I need more than five, but right. I need about seven to be optimal. Yeah. Um, so when I've learned that through wearables, like, I, I don't know, you like Garmin, don't you? I, I got a Polar is what yeah, I, I use. I got a Garmin. Yeah. Yeah. But I use Polar, but I, so I'm looking at all that data. I'm a huge data nut. I love all that kind of stuff too. Right. But managing your time is about understanding expectations and realistic expectations. I got mad a lot when I had my son because I couldn't do a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do. 
I couldn't mm. golf. I couldn't exercise like I wanted to. I was trying to start this business a lot. I couldn't do that. So I think you need to understand your time and you understand what you can do. Because so many people think they can do more than they can in an amount of time. Right. And if you have a realistic expectation, then you're not always failing. Right. So if you make a small kind of expectation for your time period and you go above it, you're winning. Yep. But if you continuously right. win, that creates momentum. That's energy. That's positive energy. Right. If you continuously lose, you're going to give up. So I think one of my biggest secrets is telling myself I'm going to do less than I will all the time. Right. Mm. And then I always do more. Right. Right. So it's like you're always going above and beyond. Right. right? And that creates momentum. I'm going to challenge you there for a second, Mark. Um, That's it. You know, with, with you getting mad and, you know, I, I it's just it, it comes down to personal selfishness and there's nothing totally. wrong with that. Totally. Uh, but I, I, I think it was good that you failed. I think it was um, a way for you to learn what works best for you. And you could have went down the path of either giving up or you could find a solution. So I, I think more people need to understand that failure is healthy. Um, cause I have failed more than I have won where my girlfriend has won more than she's failed. So when I see it, when she's failed, something it is just complete mayhem in her mind because she doesn't know how to process it in a way that it's a, a, an opportunity to grow and, and take a step back and be like, okay, what, what's, what's another way that I could, you know, move forward with this, with this, you know, situation that I now have. Right. And I don't, I don't know if I got that from playing video games or something, but, um, like, like I, it's healthy to fail. And I think, you know, it was a good thing that you weren't, um, you know, willing to just kind of throw in the towel and you've adapted and you've learned now to, you know, time manage and, and be in the position that you're now at. And, you know, now you have the systems in place that work best for you and you know that you're going to be at your best when you get seven hours of sleep, when you um, eat healthy and, you know, you just try to make things work in a way that you know is going to profit in you um, physically, mentally, and just allow you to move forward. No, and I think I've always been a hard worker. Like, I mean, I grew up, I was working when I was 13 years old and my mom's worked at a, it was a dirt farm. I used to like, like slugs, bags of soil when I was 13 years old. So I was like 16. And I think that really developed a hard work ethic with me. And I mean, I've failed as much as anybody too. And I totally agree with you. I mean, you learn way more from failing than you do from winning. And I mean, I've failed... I don't even know how many times there's been so many times. And you're right. That has made me a better professional. That has made me a better person. That has made me a better husband, a better father, a better exerciser, athlete, whatever you want to call it. Every aspect of my life, I've failed multiple times. And I think that is that is how we get better. But I think so many people just dwell on it. Like I said before, they let that just take over their energy. I mean, I'm a big person of positive energy and optimistic outlook like in thinking that way and and i think so many people get lost in their heads and they're just they're stuck right they don't know what to do um and they they're almost it's like they're paralyzed they can't they can't move forward um but no i mean i'm very fortunate to have gone through this and i mean like like we've said i mean i've been in this now for a while right i've been in my career now for almost 12 years um and i and i'm not changing careers this is what i'm going to do for the rest of my life so you're right like I've put the energy and effort into it for a reason and it's going to keep going that way. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, it takes time though too, right? You have to fail. You have to learn that your, your girlfriend's just fortunate. <laughs> you know, it motivates me. Um, and you know, it's like, I, I aspire to never fail again, but I just know that's, um, a lie. And, 
you know, if she's winning, I, I get to celebrate her wins with her. So, you know, I, you know, it's, it's somebody's got to do it. And I'm happy for her. If she takes all the glory, I could just kind of sit in the back seat and uh, be your cheerleader. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. She does triathlons too, right? You guys did 70.3 together, right? Yeah, that's right. So she trains with me. But no, you know, I, that's, a, that's a complete lie. Honestly, I, it, it, she allows me to set my bar high, man. It's, it's like, you know, if, if it just takes me a little bit longer to win, that's okay. But I, it's nice to have somebody there as well to challenge me. You know, we train triathlon together. She actually just became a paramedic uh, last Wednesday or something like that. She got hired on with Haldeman region and, you know, now she's at work right now. And, uh, you know, she's constantly, um, trying to push herself to be the best version that she can. And it's nice that we can bounce our, our ideas off one another. Uh, Mark, you'd be happy to hear this, but we are both trying to start our own, um, online coaching program as well. And, um, it's something that, you know, we didn't, think that we could do you know i guess a year ago into a relationship and it's nice now that we're both like thinking how can we take the passion and love that we have for health and fitness and our mindset and share that with other people so they can also you know go out and do a 5k race go out and do a try a try or whatever it might be and you know it's nice that she has that win mentality and I have that kind of fail and learn mentality, right? So the, the way that we could take our personalities and intertwine them and share them with other people is, is honestly going to be, um, I think, very impactful. And I don't know if you've heard any of our podcasts. We've done two now and we get nothing but love uh, from the people that have sat down and, and listened to them because we talk about health and fitness. Mainly. It's great. No, it is. I have. Yeah, I have. No, and it's great. And I think that you need someone like that in your corner. You need someone that compliments you well, right? And it sounds like she does that for you, which is which is awesome. It's funny, actually. My wife is the person who got me to run around the bay. So my oh, wife, no, no way. Marathon, like prior when I did it, I think I did it five years ago, something like that. So I used to live on kilometer 23. So on those hills... Okay, okay. And your heart rate hill there. there. Just really before heart rate break hill, I used to live yeah, there. Yeah. So we used to go running all the time down North Shore on those hills, and she she was the one who convinced me to do it the first time I did it. Um, but I I totally understand the value of having someone in your relationship that compliments you, but also makes you better. Like she is, Liz, my wife has made me better in so many ways that she doesn't even understand, right or no. And it sounds like your girlfriend's doing the same to you. Right. So, I mean, like, hold on to that and like be grateful that you have that. Right. Because um, you're right. You guys can take it wherever. If you ever want to talk to somebody who's gone through a lot of that stuff, you let me know. Yeah, 100 percent. And it, I wish we had more time now. You go and throw that that bone out there at me, man. Um, but yeah, you know, relationship is a big thing towards, um, you know, individual success because you need to have the right support in your corner or you're you're never going to, um, you know, get the feedback that you need to know that you're on the right path or, um, you know, the sense of like loneliness and kind of feel like you're just in it for yourself kind of thing. Not necessarily in it for yourself, but like like, um, I don't know, the the just just to somebody to validate you're you're just you're you're being your authentic self right and you know I, it's nice to be able to lean on her and um have her pick me up when whenever i need it and then vice versa right so um it, it's it's definitely very important and and you know i don't know relationships go, go a long way when you guys are both on the same page and you have the same values and you know we, you know we're, we're both going to be training for the round the bay race as well which is super exciting so i look forward to to seeing you out there on the road is your is your wife doing it again with you 
What's that? Is your wife doing the around the base with you? She's, it's funny. No, she, she would love to. She's, she's, so she's, my daughter's not even a year yet, right? right. She's not in running shape yet. Um, but she will. We actually, she likes orienteering races. You ever done those? No, I've never heard of those. So the, she is like Sulphur Springs. There's one around there too. You know that like ultra marathon Sulphur Springs. Right. Yeah. With the happy trails. Yeah. So in those trails, they do an orienteering race where you basically have a map and it's a race and you have to go oh. to checkpoints. Adventure like, racing. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's called orienteering, but she's done a couple of like 20 or 30 kilometer races like that. And I think her and I are going to do one, probably not this, either this summer or the next summer, depending on if they're open again, too, to be honest. Right, right. Um, I think that's how she'll get back into running before she kind of goes into um, road racing again. But yeah, no, she's run. She run the Ottawa Marathon. She's done around the bay a few times. She, she, why my, my goal is 230 is because her best time is 229.46. Okay. <laughs> That is a great goal. Yeah, I, I remember we were talking about that. What, what is our times like? Man, that's not it's not a bad time. I hey, uh, if you need a pacer, I'll run with you. Um, there's quite a few of us. I don't even know what the heck I'm going to be running personally. So at the end of the day, it all depends on how I'm feeling. By I guess you know halfway, 15k in. If I'm feeling good, I'll ramp the speed up. But who knows? Like, but that's that's a good benchmark. So you have something to kind of uh, get her back on her feet when uh, her time to get back out and do the uh, around the bay race. But uh, yeah, man, with the uh, adventure racing, that's something my girlfriend and I also want to do. So if you ever come across, right? Yeah, I'm down, man. Like if if there's one that's a four man team, like we personally are, uh, want to find a course uh, just to learn navigation, right? So it's it's great that your your wife she knows how to navigate. We we can learn from you guys. There's one in Ancaster every year, I know, and there's one in the falls every year, like around Niagara Falls area. And she's done both of those a couple times. So um, I can ask her. We can start to look into it. I'd love to do it, like because I've never done it. I would love to go try it for sure. Yeah. And shoot, my girl, she's uh, big into like portaging. You know, she grew up working at camps and all that. So we are not afraid to get dirty and be sleep, sleep fucked. Um, so. <laughs> so my first trip that my, my girlfriend and I went on, my girlfriend, my wife and I went on, we went to Algonquin Park for five days. Oh, she's, she's like, it's not that bad. We literally were portaging and on the canoe for eight hours a day. So we would get to the campsite and we had to race before the sun went down. Oh, no. Because to get our stuff set up and go. So by the end of this five days, it was like, okay, I guess if we don't hate each other yet, this relationship's meant to be <laughs> because that was terrible. And, but no, my wife, she, my wife is um, climb, Mount, climb Mount Everest. She's definitely down to do any crazy adventure thing like that. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's climbed Mount Everest. Too. Yeah, she did. We were, that was our really first year. Eye. You got you got you got some challenges to conquer there. That's so cool, man. That wow. was the she's first time we were together. The, the yeah. adventure story of her own, eh? Oh, she's yeah. She has definitely got me into let's say endurance training. Um, but she yeah, she is definitely taking me outside of my box in terms of that kind of stuff. Yeah. First year we were we were together. She went and she climbed Mount Everest to the summit. Yeah, it's crazy. She's a real that's deal. Impressive. That's why I married her. That's impressive. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, that's you need that, man. You need that. Like I said, you need somebody to push you. And like if you can see yourself potentially taking on those same adventures with that person down the line, hey, why not? And and just to relate to your Algonquin story, um, 
we, my girlfriend and I, we, we weren't doing a challenge or anything, but she wanted to hike all Killarney. So we had a five day trip set up and, um, I think she was a little bit too ambitious because she didn't take in a factor, you know, the weight that we would have been carrying. Uh, we brought our dog King and, um, she didn't prepare properly with the right footwear. And I was kind of just scratching my head. Cause like I'm in the, I was in the military for six years. I know what it's all about to, you know, uh, slug it when you got to slug it and you have no choice, but this was a different experience. So, um, it rained three days prior to us getting there. So everything was soaked. Um, most of the trails were kind of flooded. She was wearing boots that she used to wear tree planting. So they had a steel toe boot and I guess, um, or toe. And I guess the actual uh, bottom or sole of the boot was also a very hard material. So she w- it wasn't anything light whatsoever. And then on top of that, you know, we had to carry all our food and clothes and et cetera. So we got two days into a trip. We got to a river. And the river was like white water rapids. And I was like, you know what? Nope, we're turning around. We're not We're not going. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy you said that because she's like, I'm dying. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, we're slugging, you know, eight to 10 hour days just trying to get to each of our campsites just so we could set up shop and relax and recover. But like, I felt like I was back in the military every single day. It was Right. Like we're doing 17 K. She's like, she had some days that are 20 gate plans. I'm like, I don't think you took into consideration elevation and, you know, like just, just this, the weight, the extra weight that we had to lug. Right. So it's not easy. <laughs> no, no. Like I knew I could have completed it, but I didn't want to get halfway through with her and have to get her helicoptered out of the, the thing. You know what I mean? So I totally get it. Yeah. No, it sounds like, like I said, Spencer, I think we have a lot more similarities than you think. Um, oh yeah. But no, I mean, I would love to get out and you and I do that or us like both with our families and get out and do the orienteering race, even though we got to get out and get a run in at some point too. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm training for the Around the Bay race. We're both on the same page right now. So um, I could always shoot you my schedule and we could kind of see what aligns and we could try to meet up. Meet up. Well, like I said, like, so I do all my stuff through Polar Flow. So I've pretty much created a year long program for myself. Um, okay. And we could see that days that we have kind of like similar style runs and we could just go run together. Yeah, I'm down. I'm not following a program right now. It's just, you know, simple progression throughout the week. And you always add on, you know, five to 10% each week and kind of have my deloads or whatever and i I, i'm still following my uh triathlon program uh through purple patch fitness so it does have the swim bike run strength training so strength training um swimming and running on my priorities right now my bike is already very strong so you know i just have to juggle through that but other than that yeah i'm trying to get four to five runs in a week well then yeah like what time do you usually run uh, it depends just because of my shifts. Yeah, I'm not a late night runner like you are. So if you do have any midday runs or whatever, let me know. But you won't you won't catch me running at uh, 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll make something work at some point then for sure. All right, I love it. Well, I like I said, I, I love for uh, us to connect on that and you just share what your schedule is. But I'm going to give you a couple rapid fire questions. I know you got to go soon. Okay. Um, all right. First question, books and podcasts are you currently reading or listening to right now? Uh, so I, when I run, I listen to uh, audiobooks. So audiobooks? The, what I'm listening to right now, I'll open up my phone. Let's see. I actually just started a new book. Um, so the book I just finished was called Deep Work. It's a really good book. Actually, oh, with okay. Cal Newton. It's a really good book. Right now I'm reading. It's called The Body. Oh, you can't see that. Okay. It's called The Body by um, Bill Bryson. 
So he's basically going through every single part of the body. So right now he's talking about the brain in the book. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's a, it's a newer book that's out. I read a lot of self-improvement books. Uh, recently I've read Fiber Fueled. I've read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I've read... Great book, great book. Now that I have my pod, my my um, my list here, I read Think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty. That was a good book. Oh, man. I listened to that like probably two, three times a year. Year. Yeah. How Successful People Think, Atomic Habits, Grit, Good to Great. There's a bunch. There's a, There's a bunch. There's I'm at about so 25 good. books this year because I'm running so much. So I just listened to Best it all time. Yeah, best time. Take advantage of it. That's like with me on the bike to listen to the podcast or even at work. Like I said, I got so much time. It's just knowledge bomb all day. All right. Second question. Um, are you currently taking any educational personal de- development courses? I am not. No, no, um, that's good. Okay. <laughs> no, you've probably, you've probably done them all, right? So right. I have okay, done no so right, much we'll go, we'll go through the last series. <laughs> okay. Um, if you could. Only choose one food to eat for the rest of your life. What would it be? It would be pizza. <laughs> yes, yes. We just became best best friends. Okay. All right. Audiobooks or hard copies? I was going to add more to that. Audiobooks. Audiobooks. Do you find a difference between hard copies and audiobooks, or do you find that you kind of retain the information? I find that I have no time anymore to read, so I I can. I can compound other things that I do with audiobooks. That's why I like audiobooks. And like I said, I always, I find audiobooks make me more creative. Like I find my mind turns more as I listen to audiobooks. That's why I like it. That's a good point. That's a very, very good point. I I can agree with that 100% because, yeah, once you come across an idea, from listening to that audiobook, right? You know, it's so easy to go pause and then go type it down or whatever. I, man, yeah, I agree with you. All right. All right. Jay Shetty one. Yeah, man, he, yo, there's a, there's a YouTube um, that he did with Will Smith. I highly recommend it. By the way, Will Smith, his memoir, amazing. Oh, I want to get, that is more, that's on my list. That's one of the books on my list. It's 16 hours and I'm telling you right now, it's, it, it, I don't think he meant to have it as a self development book, but it, it really feels like it because there's just so much value. value for in sure. it. I bet. I bet. I really want to read it too. I listened to it too. I totally. Any questions for me? Um, what is one thing you thought about me when I was your instructor? You're very, you're very disciplined. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, like you, you definitely had that, like, cause like I said, I come from a military background, right? Everything um, with that was very like structured and like, you know, when you were in class, like there was no slipping up with you, Mark, like you were very like focused and you're there giving the information. You didn't take people's bullshit. And um, yeah, no, like I, 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 that's the thing. Like I really respected you for that because you were there to uh, do your job and you went above and beyond that by being a strong role model. I think you, Derek and Nick really did a good job of, of being uh, that role model for us students because you kept yourself at a very uh, professional um, point of view for us. And yeah, I really, I really look up to that in somebody, you know what I mean? And it, it, it was definitely something I, I noticed right off the bat. I really appreciate it. That's that's probably the best compliment I've had in a long time. I really do appreciate that because that, yeah, no, that is your problem. to a T what I'm trying to do. So that is thank you very much. No, no, no problem. That's awesome. I mean, appreciate it. other than that, it's I I don't know. It's, so what, my question would be what what running shoes are you wearing right now? Uh, I am currently running in I think it's the Saucony, uh Peregrines. If uh, 
I think. Oh no, sorry. I am wearing uh Saucony. Sorry, I think of my trail shoes. I uh, I'm wearing the Saucony Speeds and the Saucony um Pros. I think Speeds. Oh, pros. What do you like the Pros better? No, I like the speeds better. Um, I just think the uh, heel box kind of holds my foot in better. Where the um, pros, they're much like they're they're kind of like a sock. Um, but like I don't know, honestly, I just think it depends on the day. Like the pros are more so for higher paces, right? You're running at that three uh, thirty. Uh, I don't really feel them on my feet. Um, I definitely need to tie them on a little bit tighter. But uh, there's just something about the the um, I think it's um, fiberglass or something like that. Carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. Carbon. Yeah. Sorry. The carbon fiber is on the pros, but it's a different, um, it's a different plate that's in the speeds. It is. I I run in the speeds. I have the speeds and I have a pair of Hoka um, Rincon ones. I like, or twos that I really like too, but I've beat them up. Have you ever played in them as well? No, but I can't believe one thing that I love the Hoka shoes or however you say that. But they, I'm saying like three or 400 kilometers, I'm already ready to throw them out. Really? Really? Like they did not last. Like you can okay. see okay. like where I'm landing, right? Which is a good yeah. spot, yeah. but it's just gone. Like it's, I'm like my speeds I bought before them and I'm still like, I'm ready to throw out the, the Hoka ones first. It's interesting. I don't know if, I don't know, but I love the speeds. Like those are my favorite running shoes I've ever had. Yeah, so good. I love the the round box that they have at the front of the toe there, the little little part there. Um, I've just, I think I've kind of destroyed my my speeds. Honestly, I've I need to get a new pair just because I've run so much. Um, Every eight hundred kilometers, Spencer. There's my knowledge tip for you. Every eight hundred kilometers. I, you know, I think I'm pretty darn close to it, honestly. But I have I have so many shoes, so. Yeah, I know. I have a problem with that too. Well, they have the twos out now, so that's going to be my my next uh, investment before the the season uh, opens back up again. So, again. so about a month out of around the bay. Okay, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, Runners Den usually has them, so if you're ever looking for them, they they got them there. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it today, Mark. I, I I appreciate you sitting down with me and and doing this podcast. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at www.cscperformancecoaching.ca um, or any social media account, Instagram. Um, I don't really go on Twitter. I do have Twitter, but I don't really use it. Instagram, Facebook, um, same thing, CSC Performance Coaching. You can find me through there. Um, and yeah, no, if anyone ever is interested in personal training in terms of athletic development or um, any way that you want to take your performance to the next level, I always say from average to elite. I take anyone from average and I'll make you elite. But yeah, thanks a lot, Spencer. It's been a lot of fun to be on here. Like I said, it's great to reconnect with you. Um, I always had a lot of great times when I was with you back in the day when we were in health, wellness, and fitness. And I look forward to more great times at races and and all these other things we're going to do moving forward. 100%, man. I also look forward to it. Mark, once again, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to you know come and sit down and talk to me um yeah honestly i'm super grateful that we have this relationship and friendship and i look forward to to building it with you into 2022 all right if you guys enjoyed this podcast please do not forget to rate review and share the podcast with friend or a loved one uh chase that inner curiosity and don't forget to continuously set that bar high all right ladies and gentlemen peace and love thanks spencer no problem